Finally, as of uh, Monday afternoon, we have an infrastructure bill. This is a trillion-dollar bipartisan infrastructure bill that was signed into law. It's going to lock a lot of money for public funds, for public works, and it'll help a lot of engineering companies. Not that AECOM needs them. Troy Rudd's the CEO. He announced earnings of from uh, for AECOM Monday, and the numbers were blowout. He joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Well, David, thank you for having me. And you're right. We had a very successful quarter. And uh, for the folks that AECOM are listening to the, to the, to the discussion today, I, I thank them. Uh, it's our folks around the world that have been doing great things for our clients. And when you aggregate that or add it all up, um, we had, it represents great success. You know, I, I'm not surprised because it seemed like every couple of weeks I saw some announcement, some new contract, the Kennedy Space Center, new work in Saudi Arabia. We all know you're working uh, at DFW, and I know you got a new contract at uh, Denver International Airport. Is any of this in anticipation of this infrastructure bill, or is there infrastructure spending sort of lanyap on top of all that? Well, you've actually seen a lot of a lot of uh, funding going into infrastructure around the world and accelerating over the course of this last year, even, again, putting aside the new infrastructure bill here in, in the U.S. that was just signed this afternoon. So there's been a recognition around the world that there is a great opportunity to invest in infrastructure for all the same reasons um, that, the government, uh, that uh, the government put this infrastructure bill in place federally uh, today. And, you know, those the themes are the, the themes are the same around the world is you know there are various states of infrastructure that um that need improvement or in disrepair they haven't been invested in for a period of time and they're all very similar whether it's roads rail services or or transit or airports or ports they need it they need investment here in the united states and they need investment around the world but also you know Focusing on investing in clean drinking water, electric power grids, you know, providing broadband just to make sure that everyone in the world is connected is, is all important. So, you know, we, we look at what's been going on in, in the world and in our world helping clients, and there's been a lot of activity, and that's come through in the announcements that we made. And the infrastructure uh, bill of the Jobs Infrastructure and Jobs Act will simply add to that in the future. You know, the challenge that, that, all, all that we hear about is the supply chain. And I know this is not something that, you know, is going to happen in one or two quarters. You're talking about infrastructure being built out over, over years. But how do you plan when you execute this and lay out the design? How do you plan when you don't know if you can get steel or concrete or fill in the blank? Well, I, I, I have to say that I think, you know, investment infrastructure is certainly long-term. You're talking about building things that are going to last for decades. And the decisions made around the, 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 the creation of the infrastructure, the investment and the construction of it, obviously, is our longer-term decisions. And so, you know, the supply chain issues that we're, we're dealing with today are likely not going to be impacting um, the things that will be built from this funding. It will happen years from now. So you think about the, you know, again, the sort of the stage of investment infrastructure. There's the the concept of design, right? So, are you building something that 
is going to be able to withstand, be resilient, right? Withstand climate conditions or disaster or be built better so it recovers from disaster. Are you going to be investing in something that is going to take into account the rapidly changing technology and world we live in? You're building something today that's going to be built out um, for a world that's going to look very different 10, 20, or 30 years from now. Um, and you're also solving some of these longer-term problems, like actually helping transform the supply chain. So, you know, what you're experiencing and seeing today in terms of the, uh, the impact of supply chain delays or problems, I don't think in the long run it's going to have an impact on the infrastructure that's going to be built from the funding that was made available today. Yeah, also, it, it, it seems that there's a tremendous amount of change. I think of Glasgow, the Glasgow conference over the last couple of weeks. Uh, a tremendous amount of spending that's going on um, in sort of transforming energy and the greening of, of the world. That's got to be a big infrastructure spend that's pending out there, too. That, that's a, you're right, David. That's a huge infrastructure spend. And what what's a little different is as a result of what's been leading up to COP26 and the dialogue at COP26 is you now have a lot of private money. So think about it as banks insurance companies. The, the, again, the, the organizations, pension funds that provide long-term funding for projects, that comes private funding. Well, it's now being directed towards projects that actually promote the, again, you, you call it the green, it's a fair term, but think about it as decarbonization or even advancing social change to help or support some of the communities that are, you know, in need of investment. And so, it's not just public sector money that's coming available as a result of COP. You actually see private industry thinking about where they're going to direct their investment and influence projects in the future. And they're going to be around those, again, those, those types of projects, whether it's environmental change or decarbonization or social change. And, and you think about the timing right now. We still have historically low interest rates. Um, this is a great time to go out and borrow some money and go, go build something, I would think. Yes, but I can't comment on longer-term interest rates. But I think even if even if you saw a rising rate environment, uh, the returns from these kinds of, of projects uh, still make great sense. And then the other thing that you're you know that's going on in the world is just in terms of decarbonization is is we're working to actually create a value of decarbonization, or think about it as a, a value in um, you know in, in carbon markets. And so one of the things that we're engaged with um, through COP and, and after is, is helping understand how you create standards for measuring decarbonization and then the tools that you use to accurately measure it and come up with the standards so that someone can actually pay, place economic values on it. So as you're thinking about your investment decisions, you're not just thinking about the cost of the infrastructure or the economic return, but you're adding into that what is the economic return from actually improving the uh, the carbon footprint from that particular investment. So that's a that's a fairly substantial change that's going on now and will go on that will change and direct you know more dollars into these types of of, uh, of of infrastructure projects. Not only ones that provide economic benefits for the you know again for the infrastructure to support our economy, but also valuing what you're getting from uh, you know putting infrastructure in place that is greener, more environmentally friendly friendly and frankly you know, again, support those communities that are in need of investment. You're really plowing a lot of new ground here. It'll be interesting to watch this uh, develop. Also, I, I, I failed to mention, I think on Monday, didn't your stock hit a new historic high? 
it did hit a new historic high. Yes. Congratulations. We're very, uh, <laughs> we're, 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 yeah, we're, 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 we're very pleased with that. But again, I, I say that that just, again, you know, when you look at that, that reflects the work that all of our people are, are the great work that they're doing and the success they're having with their, their clients. And this is, uh, this represents the belief that we're going to continue to have, you know, even, even greater success going forward. Nah, but it's a good way to keep score. Troy Rudge, the CEO. It's a good way to keep score. Thank you. <laughs> Troy Rudge, the CEO of AECOM. We always enjoy our visits. Thank you very much. And again, congratulations on a great quarter. Thank you, David. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. Rudge. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson. News Radio 1080 KRLD.